Um, we're going to talk about Carlton now. What Is there much to talk about what Carlton this week? What happened down at Icon <laughs> Park this week? Oh, well, we moved on. We moved on. We elected to move on, You know what we? it was for me, ultimately? We obviously spoke about it in the aftermath of Saturday, and we want to look forward because a lot of – Plenty of people have looked backwards as it is and plenty of people have discussed the why, but now we want to discuss, well, what does it mean ultimately? It was a, it was we spoke about it at length on the on the text. Ultimately it was an unemotional decision. Oh, totally. And it, it just got into the It point. was a decision that needed to be made and, and, and I think, you know, as they sort of said, if the decision hadn't have been made, we were a bit aimless. We, Sunday we, we looked we looked quite uh, Sunday rubberless. felt like the Sunday felt like the first game. We've been trending that way, but Sunday felt like the first game this season where I looked at the tre- the team and I looked at the performance, and I hate the saying, oh, you lost the players or whatever, but I looked at it and thought, they don't believe in it. They don't care. They don't believe that what we're being asked to do can win the games. And further to that, moving forward now with David Teague, obviously sits in the chair. Um, my message would be, if I'm Kane Little, if I'm David Teague, whatever, my message would be... Have fun. Have fun out there. Gordon Bombay style, we've spoken about it. The great man, the teachings of Gordon Bombay. Beep, 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 beep. Sorry, this is, it's Carlton related. Don't do the team yet, we're doing the team later. Bryce has been dropped again. Yeah, we'll do really? the team later. Fuck now. Anyway, we'll get to that later on. So is Alex Fasolo. Yeah, well, that's no surprise. But <laughs> the, the, the attitude for me, why would I, I would have sat down with um, particularly Cripps and Doherty and, and probably more importantly the leadership group in general. And I would have said, look, what we want to do how do you think, what do you think makes us, when you're on the field, what feels like it works? Because they're the ones ultimately out there that are feeling the ebbs and flows of the game. And what this week gives us an opportunity to do, Brisbane will have been scouting us for three or four weeks, known as inside out. We can be genuinely surprising. Oh, absolutely. We should be seriously unpredictable. And that's my attitude would be to Cripps, particularly who's obviously playing, Doherty as a leader, would be, what do you think works best for us? When you're on the field, what do you feel? You can obviously feel the game trending our way. What is it? Teague would obviously, and the coaches would have a fair idea of what we want to see. Well, Teague's, Teague has coached a forward line to a grand final mm-hmm. and had his team as a favourite. So he obviously understands how to give a team an opportunity to be able to get a score. Now, granted, he would have still been doing that under the fabric of Don Pike's game style. So whether David Teague buys into Don Pike's Game style or not remains to be seen. You know what would be the most interesting thing about this week? Teague has caught a little bit of criticism because the forward line has been dysfunctional. But it'll be interesting to see if anything changes. Well, you would think... If he's been performing within a framework that he maybe didn't necessarily agree with, agree complete with. with. And and that's, that's the first thing is you're going, what do they try and do? How do they set up? Do we do anything different? Um... And the fact that David Teague, who was a career defender, has been a forward line coach for a number of years now makes you just wonder what is his ethos, how has he given his blokes an opportunity and how does it mesh with his senior coach? And the thing that we, now that he gets to dictate everything, we just sit back and say, how does it look? The thing that we desperately need to combat in that space is that we have kicked one or fewer goals, one or zero goals, 15 quarters this year. Wow. So out of 44 quarters... We have kicked one or less goals on fifteen occasions. It's pretty damning, isn't it? It's, that, that's a, that is a stat that sort of went a little bit under the radar. Someone posted it somewhere, and I thought that is exactly that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. No one plays like us, 
and no one loses as often as we do. So David Teague's got a really good opportunity, Cameron Bruce as well, um, obviously Barker, etc., to sit there and go, we weren't the problem necessarily. Problem's a, a harsh word, but sit there and go, we weren't the problem. We can actually structure this team up, structure these players up to – the big thing is it sounds fucking silly, kick more goals. And you would think you would think that what they're probably going to err on is simplification. You Did know, you see I'll, Doherty's today? No, I didn't. Did you see that quote? No. I don't know what verbatim, but he said something about – everyone caught on to the, the quote he said that the club repurposed about him wanting to turn the joint around and whatever. That's the warm and fuzzy takeaway. But he said something to the effect of – um, it, the, the younger players will be freed up, a simpler game plan that should hopefully be beneficial. Yep. And you sort of went, that kind of echoed a lot of the chat from the last few weeks about long meetings, yep. sitting in a classroom, yep. and the young guys you know, probably just being overwhelmed yes. by information. Well, I think a lot of people have talked about being frozen. You know, they get out into a game and they tried to make it so complicated the kids just didn't know what to do and they were almost paralysed. You don't want to mix... Um, when I when I worked at the club and Mick, um, they would occasionally do like a state of the union style. The head of every department would get up and do a bit of a, this is how things are tracking, whatever. Uh, and when Mick was on board, he'd just have a little bit of a chat about just the team in general at the staff meeting. And he said uh, he loves his war history. Yep. And he said something at uh, General Rommel, and he said that uh, no plan survives contact. And he thought, well, he's spot on. Yep. See, they go, we're sitting there. The boys, young kids, are sitting there in a classroom being overwhelmed with information, this is what we do here, this is what we do here, this is what we do here. When they actually get out there in the cut and thrust, it's just a lot. It changes. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sitting there going, I don't really know what I'm meant to be doing when things are going right. Yeah. So when it kind of gets affected, when that gets pinched, fuck, I, I know even less what happens now. What to do. Yeah. And with no runner, we've spoken about that, with no runner it probably makes it worse again. I, I think that's, to be honest, throughout this whole last you know 12 weeks, um, that comment has – I hadn't even considered it. And, and when you mentioned it the other week, I thought, wow, that is just – It's pretty perceptive. Oh, it's it? massive. Where did you hear it from? <laughs> <laughs> I said it myself. I said it to him to Dad, and I said, are we just – like, is the runner hurting us? Especially in games where the game's slipping away. Yeah. Fabian is still in the room. Fab, who do you want? You two are talking. To, uh, I'm, I'm, I enjoy – we need to engage in proper dialogue. Oh, excellent. Uh, well, we'll go to you to start off this next line of question. I mean, the, the talk obviously now talks to turns to, I should say, what comes next from a personnel point of view. Personally, I want to see some charisma. A lot of coaches in this day and age don't really have it. They're all very we middle need, management talk. We need more than that. that yeah, we need that, more that's than that. That's great. I, I agree with it. Like, I want someone... I hate, hate saying this. I'd, lo- I'd love a Jurgen Klopp. You know what I mean? Someone with not club. much of an AFL man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jurgen but, Klopp is fantastic. So, I so, agree with you. Yeah. But classic Jose. One, one thing Brendan Bolton wasn't was a game day operator, and that was clear. Yep. Okay. Now, Dean Laidley, game day operator. Dean Laidley was like a complete opposite. He was like an inverted Bolt. It wouldn't say anything midweek yeah. and he'd be an animal on game day. And then on game day, but he like turns it on. Game day strategist. That's what we... I don't think we're going to find what we need in one person. And we don't have yeah, to. I, I think you're right. I think Chris Fagan's gone up to Brisbane 
to be the figurehead, the leader, the face, the bloke who talks to the media and presents a good image for the club. Now, he's not as charismatic as I would like, but you know, Fagan's fulfilling a role. I don't think Chris Fagan on match day is the one necessarily pulling all the strings. Yeah, I don't think we can find one person... And we can accomplish that sort of... I completely understand and agree. Like, we can accomplish that with... If we want to get someone who's an excellent game day coach sort of thing, not a problem. But as they're... If it's a young guy, whatever, I don't necessarily subscribe to the thing going around, they're going to go experienced again. I don't necessarily think that's the case. But Brad Lloyd can become the Neil Balm, the voice of the... He'll talk day-to-day. SEN will have a chat to someone. He's a relatively senior figure. He can talk to the football program in general. And the coach coaches. The coach does his media week, weekly media gig post-game. But there's that sharing of responsibility mm. of what it was traditionally used to be a senior coach. Yeah, which we won't do. It's too revolutionary, but we need, and we've said it we've before said it. on the pod, bring in a head and have someone else coach. Now, Mick, I'll use Mick as an example. In his two good eras at Collingwood, he had Bucks during the premiership, the 2010 premiership. And from for all accounts, and I know they don't like each other, but Bucks was given a lot of credit for in-game. Mick always looked to play, uh, a kick down to play. Early on, he had... Guy one, McKenna. Yeah, the Scots. One of the Scots, maybe both of the Scots. One of my no, f- he only had one because the other one came yeah, out Brad. of Frio. One of my favourite moments was when Brad. Buckley Buckley had written all this stuff on the whiteboard in the, in the pre-match. He'd written all this stuff up on the whiteboard and Mick walked in and like looked bewildered and just wiped it off. It was brilliant. It. He had Dean Laidley, who yes. is always known as a good game day operator. So I think we need a bit of both. We're not going to find it in one person. Co-coaches? <laughs> Salford City style? Maybe, maybe a game day operator is in the box already. Maybe. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it's David Teague. And we bring in a coach... Who says to Tiki, you just keep doing what you're doing. And I will be the overarching bloke who says, it'll happen, it'll evolve. It'll, it'll probably take 30 years, but we need someone to go, they're doing this or we're not doing that. Well, we were Don't probably worry doing about how to fix it. You've got coaches to fix it. Didn't we do that with Parkin and Britain? I mean, Britain was the boat that was coaching. Yeah, yes, and it worked for a year when Parkin was there. Yeah. No, two thousand one was okay. As soon as Parkin left, no, two thousand one was okay. The list fell off a cliff. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, which made it worse. But it wasn't, and the roosting is the same. It wasn't get me ready and then leave me. It was no, I'll be here all the time. Yeah, you run the show. I'll just be the guy who liaises with the media and sees the game, feels the game, gives you a Tim. We need this. You know what he is, or we're not. Doing, you know, A, B. It's throwing up what needs to be done and then empower the coaches to solve it themselves. To do it. You know what he or is? to do it more than what they're doing it at the moment. He's the guy the players want to impress. David T, Cameron Bruce, etc. do the coaching kind of week to week out on the track. Yeah. And the manager mm. is the guy that they're playing to impress. They're training to impress. It's the opposite of what I saw I can't remember the year. It's probably three years ago. St. Kilda had footage in their box and the assistants were all yelling at at um, at Richo 
And whoever sat next to Richo was like, yeah, okay, we've got it. And then they kept saying, whatever. They're doing this. They're doing that. They kept harping on on their, their points. And whoever that, that advisor was, was like, okay, we've got the message. Move on. Think of something else. I want the inverse of that because what the assistants were doing was figuring out what's wrong and telling Richo and Richo would then have to fix it. Yeah, Richo should be seeing what's wrong and empowering the various line coaches. Yeah, Fabian, you've got to check this out for me. What's going on at yeah. half back? Yep. How do we change this up? Fix the kicking. That's, that's, go, that's Tim, a simple yeah, yeah. thing I'd, to the back line coach. Fix the kickings. Yep. Just go, yeah, Timbo, go getting slaughtered at clearance. Yep. You know. Timbo, what yeah, do you director, need? You know what someone said? It's, and it's, you're a manager. You know what somebody said? killed in the, the middle. Tim, what do you need? I want Nick Newman in there. Put Charlie on the ball. And then all of a sudden, Sean, who's in charge of the back line, goes, I can't lose Nick. I can't lose him out of the back line. Think of something now. And it's dial. And, and you, and the manager just literally manages. Says, whereas no, it's, sorry, it's Sean, the, the we're the taking AFL, Nick Newman. Fill that gap with someone else. The, the, whereas in the AFL, it's the inverse. The assistant coaches identify what's wrong and what needs to be done. And it all gets has to then funnel through the senior coach. Yeah. It feels as though that quantum leap, and we've spoken about it a couple of times, isn't far away. It feels like they're kind of ebbing towards the good, a, the good, a bit of a shift. The good coaches are. The ones, the secure coaches are. I reckon Clarko does that. Oh, yeah. Clarko's, he's, Sheedy was doing it a while ago. Parkin did it, obviously, around about the same time, a little tiny bit earlier, hmm. where it was voices. I'm the loudest voice, but I don't necessarily speak as often as everyone else. What I say matters, and when I say it, we do it. That's it. But if I say Sean's in the ruck, I don't care if he's five foot six. Are you sure about that? That's I'm it. Not five foot six. You're selling me a bit short there. So, so to speak. Look. So, so who I, do we, who do we want? I don't know. Who do we want? The big what one, would you like to see? I, like I said earlier, I want someone with a bit of spunk about him. I want someone who is like the Carlton Football Club at its best, and I know people get. Harp back to it, I get hung up on all this stuff, but it's charisma, it's confidence, it's it's somebody who isn't is uh, it fits the role. The role isn't too big. The role isn't a burden. And you sort of thought at times for Rats it was a little bit big at that that stage of his career. Bolts always felt like I don't mean this in a, it was like felt like you know he's sitting on a booster seat. <laughs> and he's sort of like learning the ropes as he goes. Yeah, and yeah. I get that's the you meant everything. And I said. guess that's that was the phase that we were, we were at at the time. But you sit there going, Mick at his best controls the club. Yeah, the message, the mantra, the mentality of it. He just runs the joint. And I don't mean it in terms of influencing commercial stuff, whatever. But in terms of he's the what I loved about him when he was at Carlton and Fab will disagree. When we lost. And this is something Jose used to do. This is something Ferguson used to do. The best managers do it. When the team loses, it's not about the players. When the team loses, it's I'll pick a fight with the referee mm. or I'll pick a fight with the guy in the press room. And the story's not going to be about the boys. And that's genius. When the, it's genius. When it, when it turns, yeah. it's genius. But and when you consistently when you, lose. Yeah, yeah. But when you win, it's about the players. Yeah, absolutely. When we win, it's about them. They've won the game. It's them. So, I don't know. I just want someone. Like, maybe people are talking about rats. If rats applies for the job, to me, I want them, everyone in the room to look at it dispassionately, unemotionally, and go, is he better than this time seven years ago? That's why St Kilda are better. Because he's not the senior coach at St Kilda. 
And maybe he's not but a senior coach. they've got rats to come in and he's doing the system that I've just, kept, I've just outlined. Richo's maybe they son. grew under Adam Kingsley and finally put in place what he was trying to get him to do for years. Oh, that seems like, ooh, you've left that hanging out there. Just a thought. King is interested? Uh, would I King, think, would I Kingers th- apply? Obviously. I look. think Kingers would apply, absolutely. But I think, I think Adam probably thinks that Carlton Football Club is going to take a more seasoned senior-style coach than have another crack at a rookie. But if you're the best person for the job and you can and manufacture a situation whereby you could potentially bring a very good young coach in and have the support around him that allows him to take on the role, so um, I could see it happening. But by the it. same token, I think, I think, and this is what frustrates me, is I think in light of the way that everything has gone and in light of the scrutiny that the board and to a greater extent the president is under, and they I agree. need to make a decision to put the best possible coach in place and they will look more at reputation than the right person for the right role is what I think is going to happen. Ultimately, to me, that's dangerous. So do I. Well, I think at the end of the day, we got Pagan when he was past his use-by date. We got Malthouse when he was past his use-by date. We Ratton before he wasn't quite correct, ready. Correct, correct. I think Bolton arguably could say the same thing. Maybe he's not ready. Maybe he will never be ready. Yep. But at the moment, he, he wasn't quite there. Those two examples you gave weren't ready to surrender control. Yes. You bring in a Clarko who understands the evolution of the coaching system. He may come in and say, I will be your senior coach. We won't do this, and this unfortunately. And this is the system I the want to format. We, yeah. we won't adopt that evolutionary format. At the moment, at least. We look at the NFL for so much, and yet the stuff that will work... The stuff that you actually need. A head coach in the NFL does nothing but coordinate his two offensive and defensive coordinators. Special teams can kind of do what they want. And he wears the responsibility, absolutely. He wears the responsibility, and he says to them, I want to pass. Like, he hears the plays. He can veto them. No. No. I don't want that. Or The sense of the game is this. Because he is absorbing the entire game. The thing with, and Tim spoke about the board for me, the important um, situation with the board at the moment, I'm not one that's jumping on them necessarily because for me, making the decision to appoint Bolton, fine, not a problem in the world. They went through the process. They had their committee. It was the right guy at the right time. Not a problem. They hire him. It was ballsy. Fine. You go, yeah, totally. Not not an issue in the world. But just as important as that for me is recognising when it's not working. Yeah. What were they? Uh, is is a board tied? I just think it's absolutely naive to say that you, me, and Fab hire Coach A, and then our tenure is tied to him. Well, the, uh, what Juddy said on the on telly during the week was absolutely spot on, and and he was trying to be castigated by Caroline Wilson because that's what she likes to do. And as he sort of said, you make a decision on the basis of the data and the information that's placed in front of you. You make your best decision in that situation. If the data changes. It changes the fabric of the decision that you've made, and you're allowed to to do the exact opposite that you've elected to do in the first place. And you get to the point that we've you, got. You to, can't be static, and you can't be tied to it. No, spot on. And you get to the point we've got to now with Lajudice. And in fairness to Lajudice, he probably doesn't get another stuff up. In probably. the sense that things haven't quite gone right with a couple of pretty key appointments, and in isolation, one at a time. I don't subscribe to the notion that, like we've just said, you get that wrong, therefore you're gone. Yeah. But you look at it and go. Well, you know, look, you got rid of rats, and I agree with the decision at the time. 
I agree with the decision to get Mick at the time. Go, well, that didn't work. Yep. You've undertaken this. You've hired Bolts. I agree with getting Pagan at the time as well. You know, I thought he was the right no, style. I guy. agree with moving on from Rats. People forget yeah. the, our lack of a plan B. Yeah. Um, and how much that hamstrung us and how far off. Whilst the best we finished teams. fifth and we were good against Geelong yes. in that era. We were yes. awful against but Hawthorne. Hawthorne and Collingwood always had us. Don't The 2012 10-goal Collingwood game, take that off. Yep. Collingwood had our measure all the time. We, yep. were, we, we were very predictable. and But very... Hawthorne embarrassed us. Yeah, There's a game that sticks out from that era where we played in 2011 and we just completely underestimated the Eagles at, at Eddie had. It cost us a top four. And it cost us a top That's four That's the spot. Nick Nat Nui posterising um, Brett Thornton. Brett Thornton. Yeah. yeah, but that to me summed up the reign of the day where we just sort of took for granted. We were, we were a good side. We weren't a premiership side, but we were a good side. And we just took for granted that we can turn up, we can win this. Yeah. And that derailed us. They ended up finishing. Might have even been half a game ahead of us. Yep. And you sit there and go, "That's cost us a pretty good, pretty good crack at um, potentially going deep." As it was, we lose a semi-final by a kick, and there are the fine margins. Yep. That define a reign, define a football club, and those fine margins now for for the board. Um, you know, they don't have too many more opportunities to mess things up. Yep. I'm not one that says ask them immediately, ask them at the end of the year, but you sit there and go, this next decision is pretty crucial for a lot of them. You've also got to have a ticket Yes. that's justified in taking over. No, spot on. And uh, Like, I don't necessarily disagree with, like, if Tom Elliott wants to run, I'm not someone who says because of his surname and his old man or whatever. I'm not someone who goes, well, no, never, because he's not his old man, clearly. It's also the thing with, with the Elliots. If you want to throw out... All the bad, hey, throw it all the good too. Yeah, like, no, I no, just, I totally I, I agree. I hate people who are just like the name Elliot comes up and it's just like oh, ruin the Carlton Football Club. Made the Carlton Football Club <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of that through my childhood, they were and a lot of that you know, ruthlessness now that people castigate the club for ultimately led to success because they sat there and they said, "Fucking Parco, you done, Parco? Walls, you done? Yeah. Parco, come back." Yeah, but the ability to recognise. Yeah, he's better than the guy we got. Yeah. So we'll go get it. But like I said, Tom Elliott's hypothetically, I'm not promoting a run at the board, as I just said. But he's not his old man. That's true. You just have to and listen to him. You don't want him to be his old old man. But, but if he but if he was yeah. serious enough and passionate enough and as you said could put together a ticket that was compelling enough, yep. then you go, Well, then you, we can you entertain listen to it. it. You consider it. Are there enough footy people on the board? Probably not. Probably not because We went from having a huge Board. It's trimmed. And we've trimmed it, but is there enough? The board's role. There are specific the people on the board the to do to just commercially bring, make sure the club is financially viable and, and to influence and yeah. know nothing about football. Yeah, yeah some but of there's others who need to know everything, all the ins and outs, and all the machinations of football, and empower and be prepared your, to your make employees. But like be prepared Lloyd to make hard decisions. Is yeah. Stick still on the board? No. No. So judge you know, the football why, man. why Stick's no longer on the board? Well, he didn't want to be on the board in the first place. I know that, but I reckon that was his. I reckon he moved the rat and fallout was bad. From the whole, you know, we, they didn't have a figurehead. The same, it's the same thing now. They didn't have a figurehead. It's head. not just Bolton's like, fault. Everyone has to go, mm. and that's bullshit. And well, that Lajudache Le, isn't a good media performer. No, he may be a fantastic backroom president, but he's not in, in an strong. era where you need. A president that has—he's not a presence. strong representative voice. No, he's the not. Football club, and you—and I—and I genuinely think that you need that. And there, there'd always been a lot of chatter about 
who is our next president. And and for a very long time, the bloke that they were turning to was Ahmed Fahour. He got squeezed out of the board yep. in a power struggle. Yep. Ryan Trainer was another one who, who Carlton fans might not know a lot about. I, yeah, I do. He's actually good mates with the bloke that I work with. Spot on. So. Ryan Trainer um, was a sensational operator yep. and was interested in the gig when LaDudice got it. And just from, look, once again, I don't want to be um, purporting to be speaking fact entirely, but my understanding is he just didn't have the numbers. Yep. Um, the Lejudice faction did because he was a bit more influenced and backed by the Pratts, the Mathesons, who obviously still strong power brokers. Yep. Ryan Trainer would have been superb. I think he would have been brilliant. He's, I think he he's would have been absolutely brilliant. Super enthusiastic, like Lejudice, entrepreneur, very successful guy. Um, yeah, he would have been really unlike anything we've had. If people wanted new, fresh Carlton, not that the Tudor Chase, you know, a lame duck, he's awful, doesn't present well, but Ryan Trainer was brilliant. Can I give you my opinion on what I think is going to happen with this coaching situation? Please. I think the old Carlton, and I know we don't like talking about the old Carlton. I do. The old Carlton will go the blank check approach and will say to, in order, probably Clarkson, Ruse and Lyon, What's the number that has to go on this check for you to get the job? I think Lyon's gettable. Can I for one second? Yes. Because I don't want to lose your moment. Why do we always say not everything was bad about the old Carlton? The only part sa- of the old Carlton that, that we had to rid ourselves was cheating. of was there's a draft now. Yeah. We have the to brown utilize. Paper bags. But everyone did the brown paper right? bags. The, the ruthlessness, the winning at all costs, or not at all costs, I don't say, but winning as a priority, needed to... You know what, you know what a spot... No, that was our mantra. You're 100%. You know we lost our identity. You know I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You know I'm just saying that's that? the style. When when United hired David Moyes and the, the murmurings or the rumblings was, we're not a sacking club. We can't. We're not a sacking. That's not who we are. You sit there going, that's exactly what every club's a sacking club if the manager's not right. And you've got to be ruthless. You have to be. We it's got to be the right decision. We didn't have to sack the manager for 25 years because he was a legend. Mm. You know, we didn't have to have that conversation because he was brilliant. But when he's not, we have to be ruthless. Yeah, because we're above all, we're winners. Well, I, I reckon we're a massive chance of getting Clarkson. I reckon Lyon. I I don't think. I don't think Lyon leaves. Like if if you're he's reading the tea, if you're One reading system. the tea leaves, he's done it before. One thing Lyon well, will that's, bring, and Sean has. will love this structure, structure and system, flawless. It'd be demanding. You may not bloody like. But I just How we implement this structure in our game plan, but Lyon, there will but be a definitive If we seriously structure. offer Ross Lyon a contract and it's enough to give the Dockers pause for whatever reason, terms, length, whatever, Ross is a career coach and he will leave. I don't necessarily... I can see it. I just don't think it'll happen. That, that's just my gut feel and the couple of things that I've listened to. Clarkson would be like... He would be like... His hiring would send... It'd be like Barassi. Well, it would, absolutely. So I think that's the one that they want. It's the one they're going to go we hardest land, at. We land those free agents. Well, you do. You absolutely do. Is he worth the money then? You sit there and go, yeah, Well, man. I think he is. I, I, I think he is, but for is some really? reason, I think we don't get one of the Like, the other one's Ruse, but yeah, I, think, I, 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 think Ruse. I think Ruse has made it pretty obvious that he will not be that coach of the Carlton Football Club. He may be at the Carlton Football Ruse Club needs- in some capacity mm. to support another coach, but I don't think he will coach us. I, I think he said from the beginning, I'm just not interested in doing that sort of thing. And, and he has said at the moment, but I don't think his headspace turns around that quickly. And even if you offered him $2 million a year, that you'd get him. But as a mate of mine did say the other day, he says, but he does like money. 
So, well, everyone likes money. This is true. The second tier, the second tier, I think the two best young coaches in the system are Adam Carousella and Adam Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do co coaches Timbo. But I do also think that having gone to Bolton, no, yeah. this current board is going to be reticent to put in a rookie coach. I hope we're not, Un- unless unless they sell that. One of these two blokes are the best young coach in the competition and they get Ruse to sit above them. And if they work on that model and they can present that you know and, makes and a sell difference? it, it's a shot. I think what makes an enormous difference, and look, I mean, my uncle uh, way back when played for the Saints. Ivan? No. no John. John, John uh, played for the Saints. and um, 49 games? 44. Played a lot of reserves footy. Um, played in the 87 reserves grand finals. Got Wayne Harms jumper. But... He, Dad had asked him occasionally, said, as you play in football, look, admittedly, John has said this himself, he was a young guy at that stage, he was unfortunately due to a back injury wrapped up by the age of 20. But they said, as a kid coming through the system, how would you feel being coached by a guy who hasn't coached AFL football, or hasn't played AFL football, sorry. And he said, honestly, he goes, if it was working, yeah, you'd be okay. If you're playing good footy and everything's going to plan. He goes, if you were playing poorly, losing... He goes, I'd find it hard to sit in a room being lectured to by a guy who I don't respect doesn't get it. Yep. He thinks he might think he gets it. Yeah. He's played footy at a decent state level, whatever. Said, but there'd become a time when he's asking you to do things and you're sitting there going, You've never had to do them. Yep. So you're trying to tell me we should be doing it this way, it's you should be doing it this way. Why aren't you doing it? You've never you've never done it. That's yep. why a guy who's been in the system and is a former premiership player is the man we want. What he's a premiership player? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Best and fairest winner. 29. Number 29? 29, yeah. Um, um, I'm still going here, by Jesus. the way. Jesus. Come on, Timbo. The up. other two blokes who obviously come with coaching experience that um, we'll probably get a look at are Brad Scott and Brett Ratton. I think but I reckon there is one bloke, and I reckon... I reckon he Choco. Get, I reckon he gets the job. Choco. And, and in fact, I think it's... James Hood. I think it's obvious the bloke that the Carlton Football Club will put in place. Uh, and we've not mentioned him tonight. Okay. Give him to us. Is he a Carlton man? I think he grew up a Carlton supporter, actually. Uh, no, I don't know. He's a bloke that's coached before and failed. Didn't realise the fucking Michael Riddler. Voss. Michael Voss. Oh. I reckon will coach the Carlton Football Club. We had a crack at him. We had a nibble at him once before. Mm. Didn't go well for him in Brisbane. Crazy Vossies, crazy trades. He ruined that club. Look, he did. He probably had more influence in the areas that he didn't want. But Did Michael Voss do a better job than Brett Ratton? No. So why is he now a better coach? Because I think he's just had the, 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 the chance to go back, to learn, to grow. I think there's too to much reflect. baggage with Vossie. And look, that's my only query. But, but I think at the end of the day, you're wanting to put somebody with a level of gravitas about them into the role. You want somebody who's got... Does he have gravitas? He has gravitas as a player. Yes. As a as a reputation as a player. Does he have gravitas as a orator? As a public figure for the club? Well, I think given the media that he's done since coaching and all that sort of stuff, I think qualifies him to be able to do that. I I think people aren't going to question Michael Voss. I, I think he's got enough runs on the board and you know, you talked about what, you know, John's stance was. If Michael Voss is going to tell Liam Stocker, you've got to do this, or you've got to say to Zach Fisher, I need you to go harder, or whatever the line happens to be. No worries, coach. You know, and it'll be unquestioned. The, the only chink in the armour is 
you failed at the gig once before, but I think everybody recognises he was ill-equipped to be able to... I think they gave him too much control. Like the Lions turned the keys over yep. and, and backed him... 110%. 100%. And it was like, and, and, yeah, that's and fine. And probably to their detriment. Yeah. Suboptimum was the situation. And yeah. I just, I've been racking my brain to be able to say who are the candidates, who, and, and more so... Who did he take over from? Lepich. No. Um, uh, not Matthews, was it? Surely not. Might yeah. have been. Yeah. Took over from Matthews, didn't he? Yeah. I reckon he took over from Lethal. Because we were, we were, we were... Nosing around, yeah, because he was a bit like Buckley was the big thing. Got to get him, like Mitchell. Sam Mitchell is now. Yeah, absolutely. He's a sure thing. You go, well, maybe, but uh. and we were really super interested. And then he, I think he ended up saying, I think he ended up like obviously Brisbane's turned his head. Godfather offer, I don't know. So just got to do it. Uh, well, you've given us something to think with, about with Vossi. Like I said, he anyone following Lethal is going to be hard. They'd he's, never got, he's got a, a squad. The, all the senior people were mates, and then he had a new crop coming through. It probably wasn't the best situation to be in. As well, well, that's why they got Fev and they got all the other Staker. They got all those yeah. experienced guys into. They thought they were closer than they were. Brent Staker, you reckon he's a bit of an, an Alex Billen lookalike? Uh, back in the day, very similar hair. Alex Billen, just, just yeah. I don't think he's a lookalike straight out, but the, the, the oh, profile of the I head. See, I see Alex. It's the, a lot I of the Alex, hair. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to read the board and read the status of the board and the sort of decision that they're going to make, that they're going to seek to be able to defend and that they're going to recommend. And and while I can see the best young coach with support or the best coach and just pay whatever it takes, I just think the, the person who's available, the person that has the face, the name, the reputation, even if they have to fashion a... Um, a system of support to be able to justify him as your man. I just see him as the sort of person this board will come at. As we move that's on, just I, an, that's yeah, just an that's, opinion and a gut feel. I get you. But, but I'm, I'm actually Clarkson is still the number one. But if they don't get Clarkson, I reckon they're going to get Boss. As that, we that, as that, we move on, feel. I think our preparedness to pay top dollar will tell us where the board genuinely think the list is. Yep. And if they want to go out and pay. Absolute top dollar, arguably the most money that a coach has ever been paid per annum. That'll tell us plenty about where they think we're going. Uh, we'll move on to the AFL proper now. It's the first of the buy rounds this week, and I hate buy rounds.